Welcome to Distracted Driving. I'm Sean Genovese. The podcast, not about driving. I'm well, sorry, I just made that up. I'm Sean? Rex Williams. All right, do we want to do that over? Sorry. No, no, we're gonna. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna do it live. <laughs> so to be clear, Sean Genovese is not the podcast. Oh. Although I don't know, maybe some people. It was something about the title that, that made me say that. Welcome to Distracted Driving. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say the distracted driving podcast. Boy, look at us getting distracted with the intro. <laughs> with the intro, this is why we're professionals. Don't try even, this at home. <laughs> can't even make it through. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. I'm Rex Williams. I'm here with Sean as the co-host, and sometimes I say some things <laughs> 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 not very good, but you know, I throw it out there. <laughs> Well, good or bad or indifferent, um, we have part two today part two. of our conversation with our friend Michael Erickson. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He's just uh, just got just a unique individual and and so much insight, and he thinks visually, so he's always drawing stuff. It's super fun. You said yeah. that about Andrea uh, two weeks ago, by the way. You said, oh, she's just awesome. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's They're all, true. They, can, they can both be awesome. All <laughs> of our guests, I'll tell you right now, all of our guests are going to be very special. Awesome. They're going to be awesome. And, um, and you're going to enjoy you'll them. You'll be in awe. Um, on this episode or this part of the conversation, uh, we talk a little bit and find out about uh, Michael's team. When we interviewed him the first time, he was, uh, he was trying to get what he does established as a skill code within the company. And uh, bless you. For those of you not watching, uh, Rex was good enough to hit I had the, a big old sneeze, sneeze but I had the mute on, so yeah. I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was trying to get what he does established as a skill code uh, and, right. and really make it into a, a thing. Because he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Uh, what draws, as he likes to say, the guy what and, draws, and yeah. has managed to um, to stay alive uh, in various you know existing skills skill codes, but doing what he does. And yeah. so when he said he had a team, uh, that was definitely something I wanted to dive into, and we do. Mm-hmm. And he said something interesting. Uh, he because one of his team members, I think, uh, is a. Uh, classically trained as a graphic designer and he sends a cartoonist graphic designers communicate and one thing that we didn't talk too much about on the the first part of the conversation is um you know he helps people find the holes in their thinking and he he helps facilitate communication but before you can communicate you have to have synthesis so you have to Mm -hmm. put things together And then you're doing that so that you can reach coherence. And only when you have synthesis and coherence can you communicate. And so when he said, oh, well, uh, the the problem with graphic designers is they communicate. And that's too late. That's too late for what he does. Uh, Uh, So it's interesting to hear how he uh, he he's training her. She's absolutely. She's very open to learning and she she loves the, the, the challenge and stuff. So. Yeah, she's she's great too. And he's going to talk a little bit about raw capture, and uh, and he's going to give us some advice. And so, um, more stories coming yeah. straight ahead. 
with Michael Erickson. So Check we're gonna out. we're gonna get out of the way. You mentioned uh, you mentioned you have a team now. Yeah. Um. Does your team? Did you teach them? Yeah. These skills? Well, or were they for, artists to begin with? They were artists to begin with, but uh, they had grown up under the same. Uh, if you if you do art in school, the first thing that they do is train, make you into a graphic designer. And I have wars with graphic designers. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that they're intentionally off the wall, but they're focused on one thing, and that is communication, which means that you've already got it figured out. All you have to do is say it right. And so we mm, design right. the packages of the messages. When you get a graphic designer in the room, they'll say, so what are our messages? And I'll say, we don't have any yet. What, <laughs> why are you bothering me then? So because you're going to help me find out what they are. You know, we're, going to, we're going to dig down through the ideas and the knowledge here. And these, I've got two people, and we're trying to get a third one. The two people that I have, um, one is a, a cartoonist. And cartoonists are really good because they're not typically so tainted by the structure. We have a lot of linear structure in our education. Yeah. And most of the um, cartoonists are kind of like a loose cannon. So a little bit, <laughs> they're a little bit. And the other one is a very well-trained graphic designer, but she's, and, and they're both women, and, which, and I love it because they have a more of a cross-connected brain. And so they can, um, they can follow the, the chaos a little better than even I can. Mm -hmm. and I can do it because I've practiced a mm -hmm. long time. But they, they, they don't get distracted? Actually. Well, they do get <laughs> distracted, but they get distracted and they can connect it. Yeah. And so connective thinking is what we're dealing with here. We're not dealing with analysis. We're dealing with synthesis. And so we put mm -hmm. things together to understand them. We get in a room full of analysts who are tearing things apart. And I mean, you put things together and so are my team. So I had to teach them about, um, first thing I did was I got an old Don Martin, uh, a book, uh, Don Martin was one of the Mad Magazine uh, cartoonists from like the 1970s. And mm. this guy is the king of what we, we call static animation. He makes things look mm. like they're moving and sound effects. And they're, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Like I bring this comic book to work. What are you doing? We're doing mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're serious things. I said, no, you need to look at this. See how he makes things move. See how, he, how even though the paper doesn't move the ideas move. And so I had to infect them with static animation and cartooning. One of them already mm -hmm. kind of knew it, but then I got her to go further. The other one, the graphic designer person, it took her a while, but she, she has good art skills. Her people mm -hmm. are very elegant. And so she can mm -hmm. create a user story that you believe. And now helping her to get them to move, ah, now she's up a double. And that was cool watching that happen. And then, of course, there's the idea of what do you do when you're in a raw catch situation? And we call it raw catch because you're in a room and people are talking and you've got to grab what they're saying in real time. So you start yeah. with a blank piece of paper. And I love stone. it when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had, I had to teach them. And um, the one who's more graphic designer or whatever, she's a little bit frightened by that. Yeah. Because, you know, and, well, it's, and like, said, it's like writing. You know, you, you, you want to, if you're going to be a successful writer, you, you can't get it all right the first time. You just have oh, to start no. writing and then go back. Yeah, and, and, and you have to and catch when, it, like you say. When, so, so we make an assumption when somebody's in a presentation space, and this is what's called graphic recording. We assume they've organized it. They have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and the main point. Okay, so you can kind of pick the upper left part of the corner as a starting place, and kind of aim at the lower right corner as the ending place. All bets are off in the middle, but eventually mm -hmm. you can get some kind of flow, and you depend on the speaker to give you the flow. Now, if you're dealing with a technical person, they'll not they start in the middle work out by buckshot in all directions so we actually have to develop a kind of a non-linear listening method and that's harder to teach but these these ladies are getting it it's kind of a capture cluster connect relate 
um, model, you know, pattern match. Uh, technical people will, you ask them what they're doing and they'll tell you what their latest problem is. And they'll, and they'll, you ask them, well, how, where would you start? And they won't, in fact, we had a, a consultant come in at one point in one of the, the boring projects. He, he was trying to figure out some artificial intelligence stuff. And he said, so let's take a simple problem of designing, uh, say, a curtain in an airplane, you know, for the interiors. Where do you start? And the engineer says, well, and he led us on this long wandering story. Hmm. And, and what was so funny is that the consultant is like the whiteboard. He's like just waiting for the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like this for two hours. <laughs> okay. He didn't write now, anything down. He wrote nothing down for two hours, but he's like, he's, he's posed like to write yeah. it down. Like, well, yeah, yeah. But, but, but where are you starting? Waiting for the finished uh, product. He was waiting for the finished part. Meanwhile, this engineer was talking systems and connections and uh, FAA regulations, and I'm in the room. I think, oh crap, stuff's going by. I gotta grab it. Yeah. So I yeah. grabbed a whiteboard and I started catch, catching non, you know, just things that sounded important, but I didn't know what they were and I didn't know how they were related. But I just started getting them down. And the the, 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 the guy, he was like, "This is what are you doing?" I said, "Oh, don't pay attention to me. I'm just, I just, I just, I'm catching stuff." Okay. And I'm just got the guy with draws. I just the guy with draws. That's right. So in about 40 minutes, I had that whiteboard filled and I um, flipped it around and pointed to the guys and asked him a couple questions. So, so this and this and this are important to this story. Oh, oh, and he starts talking to the whiteboard. So I grabbed another whiteboard. I started filling that one up. Only this time I turned it around so people could see. And it, and then I had to leave after the second hour, but it turned out that because it was a non-linear problem, uh, whenever you're dealing with um, interiors of an airplane, you've got all these things you got to worry about. Like if you're going to change the color of a of a piece of cloth, the chemistry of the color has to be tested for fireproofing. Or you're going to kill, kill somebody. It's huge. It's huge, yeah. So, And that's just one thing. Then you've got all these other things and, and sourcing. And, and so there's not one place to start. There's kind of this, you know. So the guy is standing there. a place like, to start, yeah. There, well, and it's different every time. Yeah. So you have to create this kind of this, this uh, and this is what heavy engineering is. It's not... Mm-hmm. It's not a simplistic linear thing. You don't start, do the thing, and you're done. It's a big dynamic interplay. And so um, you have to do this non-linear listening. And um, so a lot of times I hear words. I don't know what they mean. I don't even know what they are. I've never heard the word before, but I better grab it. Sounds important. better grab it. And pretty soon I ended with this kind of a cluster um, picture uh, of, of um, various, you know, various um, kind of looks like, here you can see you you probably just see marks on the page, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For those of you listening at home, he's drawn marks on a page. And now yeah. and then and they and look then like little lines. And yeah, like like your marks. Like they're representing words. And then page. pretty soon you get little central connection points. And oh. you end up and they become clusters. Now they don't start out that way. They become that. And now now you start to see the relationship between these clusters. And now the clusters hmm. start to have and there's some kind of a connection. And now you define what that what that connection is. So so see you can see that that uh, kind of a lightning bolt shape and, and yeah box between in, the in two. between the two uh, clusters. It turns out that becomes important. It turns out that mm-hmm. that connection is something to do with the data, the process, the regulatory, the you know the people, the skills. The, I mean, the, the ultimately this stuff will form into like a, a ten or twelve dimensional picture. And I can draw in four dimensions pretty easily. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you do the heights and the widths and the depth, like, and you do that with stick figures, you know, like a stick person. He's tall, mm-hmm. he's got width, he's got depth. And then you put a swoosh arrow behind him so he looks like he's moving, and that movement is the fourth dimension. So you can depict uh, yeah. past, middle, you know, you can get or time, or, you know, and then you wire in other stuff. Uh, you can take a two dimensional chart. Let me quickly draw a two dimensional chart. Oh, okay. So you've seen like like these mm-hmm. kind of charts, like a bar chart. It looks like a vertical bar chart. Yeah, and they're two dimensional. They have a height and a width, right? Well, it turns out if you stretch one of the dimensions, like if you stretch, um, here I'll do it like this. Okay. Okay. See that? See on the left. Yeah. Now it looks like you've you've rotated it around to the right, and we're oh, looking at it at an angle. It appears to be a wall. On the on the one side of the page, yeah, now, it's the same drawing. It's just a little taller on one edge than the other. You can you can stretch the bottom, and make it look like a floor. You can stretch the top and make it look like a ceiling. You can create two dimensional objects on every side of your little stick figure that's moving. So you've got four dimensions in the in the center. You got two dimensions on four sides. Sometimes in the back, you can use the back the back of the page. You can get a ten or twelve dimensions of information flowing into one spot. And everybody who, like the, the finance guys who care about this part and the engineering guys who care about this other part and the regulatory guys who care about that part and the supply chain guys and the, the facilities guys and the, I don't know, the myriad of other technical disciplines that are required to build something complicated like an airplane, they mm-hmm. all see themselves in the picture. And they all see their connection mm-hmm. to the other guy. And it's like, they're not enemies anymore. They have to somehow have a part and they have to cooperate. And oh, my goodness, who ever imagined that? Yeah. So... My experience uh, with engineers, uh, we love to be very precise and very accurate. And and I've uh, chided people before that, hey, listen, we don't need to be precisely wrong. We can just be wrong right now. Um, as you were as you were sketching some of that out, though, that that popped into my head because I know I've I've tried to have a conversation with other technical people and you start writing something down and you're just trying to maybe get the gist of it. You're just, you're, you're doing that raw capture like you're talking about. Right. Raw capture. But then they just get wrapped around the axle about how, well, that's, that part's not right. H- how do you, or what advice do you have for keeping the conversation going when somebody is now just fixated on, well, no, that's not right. We have to stop. And we got to talk about how that should be 0.65 instead of 0.66. So I back them up and I say, so what are we really trying to do here? Okay, what's the big picture idea? Okay, so um, the measurement that you're using right at the moment relates to an instance of that. But what's behind the instance? You know, the instance of like, okay, you've got an airplane of a certain sort, or you've got a, pick anything, pick a typewriter. Don't make typewriters anymore. Typewriters have parts and parts have certain input. Uh, people forget why you made the typewriter. Oh, it's to make print. Right. Okay, cool. Can you get the paper into the thing? Uh, can you get the paper out without tearing it? Uh, what are the, what are you really trying to do here? And um, back them up a little bit. But if they do start getting hung up on the nuances, I, I'll, I'll play along. I'll say, okay, this is what they care about. Uh, get them to dump their story and I'll draw it. And then I'll show it to them. And that's usually mm-hmm. when they discover holes in their thinking. Now it's a little bit time consuming. But what happens is you've held their design space for them long enough for them to get it out of their system, you know, this thing they have to say, 
and, mm-hmm. and then you can get behind it. Um, this is particularly mm-hmm. important when you've got people who want to debate, you've got technical um, rivals or fight, yeah. and they love it. They think, you know, debate, that's the way we'll get the truth, right? Mm-hmm. They walk into the room with 10 things each, and then they assassinate the other guy's 10 things. <laughs> and, and, and at the end of the battle, and it is a battle, it's like a sword fight. Yeah. There's like three things are standing on each side of the, of the table. Everybody can agree to these lesser collection, but everybody knows it's off. Every, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel thorough. It, it's, it's, but it's all they can agree. So they build a design around this, this anemic collection and everybody feels, you know, like, ooh, well, yeah, that's, that's you know, it, they're uncomfortable. I will make them fight with the drawing. I'll show them what they said. And uh, pretty soon they're... And being coming in as a cartoonist or coming in as that guy what draws, I'm like the amateur in the room. So they feel quite content to talk down to me or to uh, instruct me. And I and sometimes I know more about them they think I do, <laughs> or maybe even than they do, which never, you know, it, it can never be an ego thing. Uh, and yeah. you just you just pull it out of them. And then as they see it, then something, then you start asking questions, yes, but what's behind it? And in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the debate scenario, you've got um, an either-or condition. And you see this across the world right now. Everything is black and white. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's conservatives and, and mm-hmm. liberals. And there's, but there's always a question behind the question. What do they all really care about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like even in the political spectrum, which is I, I try to stay out of desperately. <laughs> um, there's um, Everybody wants to have a place to live. Everybody wants to have a job. Everyone wants to be safe. Everyone wants to be secure. All these things, you know, so um, now the current, whatever's been presented as the way to get there that way. Well, those are two perspectives, but we live in a multivariate universe. You know, there are Mm -hmm. lots of ways to get those things without those two things having to declare war on each other. Yeah. And so when you get behind the question, then you can ask what's the real issue here? What are we really trying to do? And it changes their thinking. And, and you don't have yeah. to do anything, but just, just hold the space. You don't do yeah. anything to them. You just pull until something new emerges. And it's like, wow, that was so cool. And you don't have to declare war. You don't have to uh-huh. defend anything. You don't have yeah. to fight. You just tease it out of them. And it's, it's dynamic emergence in action. Chaos theory. <laughs> working for you boy the the uh getting people to to check the ego i think is uh i'll speak for myself that's that's one of the hardest parts for me is just um finding finding that that mental space where you know all right fine let's let's draw what you want to draw let's talk about what you want to let's go down that path Mm -hmm. um so in an attempt to start to park the car here um, oh yeah, we're close uh, to the end. We gotta <laughs> we gotta respect everybody's time, but um, you, we covered a lot of stuff there for for people that are listening that um, maybe are technical. Uh, everybody probably works in an organization, and I'm sure most people can relate to a lot of the situations we've discussed. W- what advice? would you give to somebody who really just wants to get to, uh, I think you described it to me before as you have to get to coherence so that you can actually communicate. So what advice would you give to people to, to help them achieve that, that coherence in whatever space they're working in, whatever topic they're discussing? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's all about pull. I don't try to say I have an answer. 
I don't, even if I might have a good, what I think is a cool idea, I'll offer it as a light, I thought of this, but tell me what you're thinking and then capture it. And then um, kind of help them argue with themselves about it rather than you argue with them. Uh, that gets the ego out of the way. Uh, I'm basically holding the design space. And so, um, and this, and so one of the first guys that I ever worked with when I first came into Boeing was a highly skilled, but also rather, he had a kind of a loud ego. And, um, and I was the, the temp at the time. So I was just less than, than you know, this, <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm the kind of person, you know, you, you wipe, wipe the floor with, you know. Uh, <laughs> but one day he came in so frustrated and he looks at me finally says, well, maybe you can help me. And he tells me this story. And I drew something for him that had, um, actually, he was talking about um, architecture, uh, enterprise architecture. Mm-hmm. So I ended up drawing a picture of, this, of, of the, uh, the enterprise from Star Trek. And pretty soon, he's, <laughs> pretty soon he's taking apart the decks. He says there's a top deck, a middle deck, and a bottom deck. And these are the layers, you know, the three schema architecture. And here's the engines, and here's the different processes. And he, he created yeah. his, own, his own analogy. And That's I just funny. and I just kept pulling. He was so proud of that picture. It was like uh-huh. one of the very first sketches that I did with the Canvas software. And he had it printed on a T-shirt and would wear it. That's <laughs> yeah, so funny. But he, see, he was t- talking about the enterprise, corporate enterprise, and so you put it in the Star Trek enterprise. Yeah, and funny. and then but but see, he was also talking about how this will launch you into the future. So we got the vision part. Right. Uh, so I tapped into yeah. his vision and helped him see his vision. And then gave him a way to describe his vision. Yeah. And then as he beat it, beat up his own thinking, he got more precise, like engineers will do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He yeah. fleshed out some of the crazy stuff that might have been otherwise blocking him and made it mm-hmm. understandable to others. And he used that to create dialogue across the rest of the enterprise. And it it made a difference for him. I mean, even professionally, it made a difference. Yeah. For him. And awesome. and I'm and I'm sitting there smiling to myself, like, yeah, here's another win. Because I helped this guy get where he needed to go. Now it did not improve my wages any. So if that's what you're in there for, <laughs> you know, you got to ask yourself what's really motivating you. Uh, mm-hmm. I was totally enthralled with the idea of I'm in the airplane business. Woohoo! Uh, I mean, okay, I'm a high school dropout with one year of college. I have no business being here from all the pr- pr- traditional, um, you know, I, I'm I'm this guy that had to figure out how to survive, and so I started yeah. drawing. And then I ended up in this place and one domino kicked over another and here I am. I think I've become some kind of a shirt tail systems engineer over 30 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause you get exposed to enough stuff. You're going to learn. I mean, come on. Yeah. But it's always been about helping them see what they're saying and, and refining what they're saying and letting them discover their mistakes. So you're mm-hmm. not challenging them. You're not trying to force anything. Uh, some of the worst mistakes I've ever been made in my life had to me were with me trying to force something to happen. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's a backfire. Uh, you invite, mm. you pull, and you um, and and when it goes bad, because it will sometimes, especially you know, I'm a cartoonist. Where what's this cartoonist doing in here? Get him <laughs> out of here. He's an idiot. We don't need these idiots around. We go over serious. the cliff with the TNT. Yeah, and do the wily coyote thing and go splat. <laughs> And I'll sometimes draw the Wiley Coyotes just on the way out, just so they yeah. know I got this. I got the message, but they come back to me later. Like, you know, that Wiley Coyote kind of helped me realize. I think I need your help. <laughs> yeah. So you just help yeah. people. 
yeah well so that's great speaking of helping people uh as we wrap up here um i know that most of your your work is done internally for uh, for the company you work for um Mm -hmm. people though might be interested in learning more about you or what you do is there a place that they can go to learn more about michael erickson so look up michael in like not erickson on linkedin i've got some things there I do have a really bad web page that I'm embarrassed about. So I, <laughs> I, I'm kind of less inclined for you to look there because it's not yet coherent. Yeah. I've actually been developing uh, web, a um, cheat sheet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I have that. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a, a uh, document I'm creating. Uh, I'm calling it my Envisioner's Cheat Sheet. And it's about uh, okay. halfway done right now. I, I developed it for my Saudi friend and didn't get it completely done in time for him. I gave him part of the information, but I, I'm intent upon finishing that. And I'm going to mm-hmm. put that someplace. Uh, probably LinkedIn, though, is probably the best place to start now. I'm also it, on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. It, that uh, that document you're talking about, did you share part of that on LinkedIn already? I remember seeing. No, that was something that came before. That was uh, and that that uh, that was where people were trying to get examples. So I called it. What did I call that? Um. um Anyway, there's this document that's got a lot of hand drawings on it. It's, it's mm. kind of like the modus operandi of a of a um, of a uh, engineer. That's yeah. available. That's available. It, it was cool. Yeah, you go out on, on LinkedIn and you can grab that, and it's downloadable, and you can you can cool. look at it. I'm not I'm not greedy. <laughs> well, uh, we will um, we will put a link to your uh, your LinkedIn profile on the mm-hmm. uh, show notes, uh, okay. and people can go check out. Um, it looks like it's called Michael's Envisioneering Theory and Scope Summary. Yeah, that's the thing. That's um, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. So folks, check that out. You uh, remembered well, it better than I did. <laughs> well, I pulled, I pulled it up. I, I'm cheating. Yeah. I got the cheat sheet here. Um, so that'll be on distracteddrivingpodcast.com. And uh, I think that's a great place to, uh, to park whatever vehicle it is that we're driving today. Uh, <laughs> this was great. Uh, it's always a pleasure and uh, enjoyable to talk to you, Michael. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for all your stories. It's so great. And, okay, usually stories are a big deal. So story is the heart of a lot of stuff. So you guys are mm-hmm. right on track with, with what you're doing, with the stories. Getting the stories and getting people inspired, that's cool. Go forth and be powerful, okay? We're trying. All right. <laughs> thanks for having me. Okay, thank you. That was about as good a sign off as we'll ever get, uh, Rex. We're gonna we're gonna leave it there. I'll, what do you I'll, mean? I can do uh, no, no, no. I that go, was don't uh, be stra- distracted. Nope. nope. Driving. Uh, that was perfect. Okay. Uh, in fact, just to make sure we don't ruin it, I'm gonna stop recording. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we need.